Why choose this green church? I came to TGC because I saw a place where I could grow spiritually and I also saw people who were interested in my well-being in general. They weren't actually trying to force this, um, but it kind of made me stay because I could see that it was genuine. Um, TGC makes me feel like this is my home. Like I feel old. I feel like I've always wanted a place where I can showcase myself, where I can be discriminated, where I can express how I feel exactly, and that is what TGC is all about. Everything we do is based on the word of God. You don't manipulate it to our own benefit. God changes and that is what it That's why I love you. There you have it. You have an insightful service. Glory to God. Alright, so going forward on our discussion for the month on the Christian essentials. Started last week on the um, worship of scripture, went down to how to interpret scripture by yourself, and now we go further into that how to understand the Bible for yourself. We are confused when it's deep. How to understand the Bible for yourself. Glory to God. 1 Timothy 3 1 to 6. 1 Timothy 3 1 to 6. 1 Timothy 3 1 to 6. Thank you, Lord. First Timothy 3, 1 to 6. Thank you, Spirit, for your help this morning. We are helped. Hallelujah. First Timothy 3, 1 to 6. Yeah. Here's a trustworthy, here's a trustworthy saying. Yeah. Whoever attacks to be an overseer deserves a noble task. Now, the overseer is to be above reproach, faithful to his wife, temperate, self-controlled, respectable, hospitable, able to teach. Look at that. Able to teach. Please go on. Not giving to drunkenness. Amen. Not violent but gentle. Not quarrelsome. Not a lover of money. He must manage his own family well and see that his children obey him. And he must do it in a, worthy, in a manner worthy of full respect. If anyone does not know how to manage his own family, how can he take care of God's children? Please pause. Again, I like to retreat this, okay? Everything the believer does is important to his gospel witness. Alright? How we treat his family, how we relate with his bosses, you know, his colleagues, his clients. Everything matters to how effectively we can witness the gospel. Alright? Please go on. Thank you, Lord. Verse 6. He must not be a recent convert, or he may become conceited and fall under conceited, the same yes. judgment. Alright, for us, the key word there is he must be able to teach. Okay? Let's go to 517. 517. 517. 1 Timothy 517. 1 Timothy 517. Are we following? Especially those whose work is preaching and teaching. So, Paul again is laying emphasis on the preaching and teaching ministry of the church. The preaching and the teaching ministry of the church. This is very important. Number one job of church is, um, you know, teaching and training believers. Okay, so that's very important. Teaching and preaching. Not vibes and fun, right? Teaching and preaching. Okay? 
Let's go to Ephesians 4, 11 to 16. Ephesians 4, 11 to 16. Thank you so for your help. So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Then we will no longer be infants, tossed back and forth by the waves, and blown here and there by every wind of teaching, and by the cunning and craftiness of people in their deceitful scheming. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head that is Christ. From him, the whole body joined and held together by every supporting ligament grows and builds itself in love as each part does its work. We see that. So the church is equipped with the five folds. What purpose? To equip the saints unto maturity. Right? Our job as church is to equip the saints unto maturity. So it's, it's like, you know, a church is like your nuclear family, right? Where parents train children in the basic, you know, basic chains of life. How to eat, how to talk, how to greet, how to poop, right? I just say, excuse me, mom, sorry, dad, you know, the basic trainings of life. So also is a church, you know, meant to equip believers. So church is a family, a training center. So there should be signs in the believer that you are from a spiritual home. Do you understand? Okay, so it will show in your doctrinal formation that you are from a spiritual family. Church is first a training center, a family where the believer is cared for, you know, spirit, soul, and body, especially spiritually in doctrinal, in doctrine formation. It is why we must take it to actually learn in church. Learn. See, if you are not participating fully, you are doing yourself. You are not, you know, taking in the full curriculum. That is Kwashoko, you know, in view. Amen. So, today we serve rice. You ate, you know. Tomorrow we serve vegetables, we are not there. You see the problem? You know. Next one we serve beans, we are not around. How will you be balancedly, you know, developed? Do you understand? So we pray yesterday, we are not around in prayer. You are not around when we are not Sunday. You see, you can't be fully formed. Because everything adds up to the whole. Do you understand? So, don't, you can be in a church for 10 years and not, not gain one thing there. Or gain only one of our 10 of what's available there. Because why? You are not available most of the time. They are praying you are not available. They do any service, you, you listen partially. You are too big for it. You are too, you are too busy for it. You are doing yourself, guys. So, I'm hoping it's not your case. But let me try to say, try in case it's your case. So you can hug your soul, you know, and repent before God. This, this, this is important. Alright? 2 Timothy 17. People are growing in this church. People are growing. We are seeing it. If you are stuck, it's on you. If you are stuck, 
It's on you. And if I'm stuck for 10 years, prayer cannot solve it. Participate. Fully. 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 Amen. Let's go to the 17. Training in righteousness. Training in righteousness so that the servants of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Glory to God. So, all scripture is God breathed and is profitable for training, correcting, rebuking, so the point of God can be thoroughly equipped for every good work. So, all scripture is the, you know, the will of God for us, you know, to have. So, I said last week that, you know, that Bible part, what it says, might not be God's truth. But God put it in the Bible for us to see. So you can see people's foolish opinions also. God put it deliberately. When Solomon says, one is vanity, one is vanity. Even though it was nonsense talk, but God put it there for us to see. That when, when, when someone is going mad, that's what they should say. You understand? When is when the head have gone, you know, how many wives? Oh, that's how they think. Okay, so God put it there for deliberately so we can all, you know, understand some stuff. Second Timothy 2.15. Second Timothy 2.15. Second Timothy two fifteen. Do your best to present yourself to God as an approved. As one as approved. approved. A worker who does not need to be ashamed. I will correctly answer you. You see that? So it is very important for us to, you know, appreciate scripture and be able to understand God's word for ourselves. Okay? Awesome. So this idea. That when you get when you get church as, as a young believer, we are trained, okay? You need to understand how to do by yourself, how to take the Greek, the concordance, you know. So, by yourself, you can actually search, you know, and say, okay, I've been taught so I can begin to understand what the Bible says. Alright? So, as a point also, you have become to other people a mentor. You train others to also understand. Alright? But this has been issue of, issue of church generally. That the people teach have not been taught. Now, who that taught them, so were not taught. Who that taught, who that taught them, so were not taught. So, there's been, you know, a cascade of what teaching and, you know, is showing right now in our world. I tell you, we have believers that, you know, many believers, most believers right now, do, cannot, do not understand God's word for themselves. It should not be. Okay, so, now, I don't blame us. I don't blame us, I don't blame them too. It's like, you know, it has been, yeah, a cycle of, they not teach us, they teach us, they teach us, okay? So, but thank God things are changing now, okay? There has been, you know, an awakening in the body of Christ for a while, for the past few years, on sound teaching. Okay? So even though some people are trying to and not teach well, but at least there's a cry for sound teaching and we're all waking up to it, okay? So it is very vital for the believer. After spending two, three years in church, we have to revive ourselves and understand what we're saying. Just that, not that evidence, Pastor, we pray. You know, some people are something on IG. Ah, this pastor says on IG, is it true? It's because you're not checking. So, I will not go there to trust Okay? Do you know my point here? If you are not well rooted in these days, people will sweep you off. They will sweep you off. They will sweep you off. They will sweep you off. So we have to take deliberate care to be able to understand by ourselves scripture so that we will not be swept off. So that's why we must pay attention in church and go back and be checking. Do you understand? So I said last week, I talked about, I gave an example of the Bible part on, on rape and assault. Did you go and check? Did anybody check? Did anybody go and check? Did anybody go and check? You did. Thank you. Who else went to check? You see. So we have to be studious. So it's like saying, it, it, you're trying to explain something in class. Make an example. What you do? Go and try the example. So it gives you a test, you'll be, you'll be ready. But we didn't go and check. What are you waiting for? Pastor will come and teach us the example by himself. 
I know it already. You. My life is fine. Okay? At least I don't, I don't have no place concerned. <laughs> so please be studious. Do you understand? Sometimes we, we, we use, I, I, I see now in the Bible study too sometimes. You must see that. There's many people I do. You, you just do those. The pastor will soon come. Pastor of my shall I fall? So let us, you know, let's not go to pastor. <laughs> uh, you have to, we have, we have to take deliberate care. Because there will be one day soon, someone will need to teach them. And pastor will not be there. You are, you're going to have kids. You are afraid to marry. You have questions. Like, can I quit pastor? And kids now ask questions. Amen. Mm-hmm. Glory to God. They ask you, why did God add in Pharaoh's heart? M O M M in. <laughs> All right? So we have to know. You have to be doing your research. When you say, the Bible says that there is nothing one kind, what do you do? Skip to where Pastor teaches it. I'm asking you, do you skip? Or do you take time? So what does the Bible just do? Because you have to do every day four chapters. I've done four, you know, it's a party. It's a party. <laughs> All right? Take your time to know. Okay? We are in days of all sorts of doctrines. So if you don't know, there is issues. So, yes, during the week, I, I saw a video. Someone explained what, what ecclesia means. Ecclesia, ecclesia, ecclesia. And said, ecclesia means called that once. And that means that, you know, called out from the world, you know, physically. Just saying that online church is not church. Now, I read physical church, right? I read physical church, but let's not use Bible to lie. Don't use the Bible to, to, make, to, 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 to make your point. Don't use Matthew Paro. I think my point here. But don't, don't use the Bible to make your opinion. Church is church. Ecclesia means it's a spiritual body. Okay? Ecclesia means it's a church, means corporate from the world. It doesn't mean it's not a physical church or online church. Church is church, it's a spiritual body. It is the body of Christ first. And it says it's a spiritual entity. Do you understand? So, even the person in North Korea is church with me. We are in the same body of Christ. We are both ecclesia. Whenever I see, we are both one body. It's one body. So, even though we never see, you see, even people that went there, one is one heaven. We are one body too. We are one church with Paul. He's still one body. He's one body of Christ. Do you understand? So, but if you don't know these things, hey, that pastor said, hey, so all that church is not church. Hey, you know, because you don't know and you don't check, so they can sweet talk you. No, I said, I, said, I said two weeks ago, last week. That's, that is loud. Does not mean it is true. It's the same body can be loud. Same body can be loud. Okay? It doesn't say the truth. Glory to God. So we must know these things. Okay, so let's go on. Five, six. So we talked last about, about um, different rules. That what definition? I remember that what definition? That, you know, check the meaning of the word, you know, itself. That you don't, you don't, you know, dodge the meaning of the word to create your own. For example, Ecclesia, what's the meaning? <laughs> so you don't dodge the meaning to create your own idea of the meaning. So go back and check what's the meaning of the Ecclesia. What definition? Then the usage of the word also. Okay? The usage. The context. We said you don't take a vast isolation and run with it. You go back and check, you know, what the, the, the thoughts being expressed before and after that verse. Sometimes the, the, the entire book might be, might be the context, context of, of, the, of, the, of the teaching. So, you know, just take a line of scripture and run and say, the Bible says, clinical, clinical, you know, yeah, don't, don't, don't be, be smart, okay? Be intelligent, be intellectual, okay? Understand the context 
of the text. Alright, so I encourage you, go back and hear again someone from Sunday and Wednesday. Okay, so we said definition, usage. How is that word used? Okay, when Paul says Ecclesia, what does he mean by it? When Paul says holy, what does he mean by it? So, how exactly is the word used? Okay, definition, usage, context. Get the sermon and yet, okay? Talk about again, historical background. Now, when you read Revelation, when Bible says, um, you are, you know, talking about this, you are neither hot nor cold, you know, what exactly is the background of that, of that statement? You know, that, is, that, that led us into a church where they had two, they had, I think, yeah, I think they had two streams, a very hot stream and a cold stream. Okay, go, uh, go back. Those backgrounds, you know, pass across important information. Now, when, when, when you read Corinthians, and see how the Corinthians church, and I'm wondering, what, what happened? Go, go, go. Now, go back and read the background of that letter. You will see that the Christian church, you know, they get the guy headache. Headache. Yeah. So, when you understand the background, then it begins to make more sense to you. Someone said on Twitter, you know, that that Christian church is too much. Like, if you write letter to Nigeria now, you'd be worried. That Christian church is chilled. If you write letter to Nigeria now, <laughs> it's like fight. Okay? Because we have more issues than the Christian church. Do you understand? So we need to understand the historical background. What was Paul dealing with? So you see that that, that Christian church letter was a letter in response to issues. So I would say concerning this, concerning this, because why it was responding to particular issues. Do you understand? So we must understand the historical background of the epistles of those books. Pretty important, okay? We talked about also the rule of logic. Interpretation is just is logical reasoning. Scripture is logic. So, you know, we said God is above logic, but it's not, it's not, you know, meaningless at the same time. It's above logic, but it's not below logic. God is not scared by logical reasoning. Okay? Our interpretation of the Bible must make sense. It must make logical reasoning. It must make, you know, logical meaning. God is above logic, but is not inferior to logic or scared of logic. Do you understand? People say, say like faith is just belief. No, it's not just belief. It's belief based on fact and the logical stuff. You know, just random belief. Do you understand? Otherwise, let's 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 worship stone and say we believe in stone. We're going to any other. You know my point here. But the Bible faith is based on truth, on logic, on things that actually happen. Making sense? So we we'll go for that today. All right. So I want to go again over that rule of usage. John 20, 23. Rule of usage. John 20, 19, 23. On the evening of that first day of the week, when the disciples were together with the doors locked for fear of the Jewish leader, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and sighed. The disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Again, Jesus said, Awesome. So, keys to note there. As the Father sent me, so I am sending you. Number two, a breath on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. Number four, forgive anyone's sins, their sins are forgiven. Don't forget they're not forgiven. Now, these are the questions to ask. Two things. Number one, did they at that point receive the Holy Spirit? 
Number two, did they tell them that they could, they could go about forgiving sins on God's behalf? Is he telling us that, you know, maybe if you're a high class opposed to, or you can go and tell somebody, God has forgiven you. God has forgiven you. Is that what he was telling them? Do you understand? So, in, if you read this part carelessly, you assume that, you assume those two, that that was the day they see the Holy Spirit, and number two, he told them to go about forgiving sins. Okay, so let's interpret this. Are we ready? So, number one, when were they sent, and when were they to start? Alright? So, we'll see this, okay, that they were sent for the first ascension, they were sent, but they were not, not to start until after the Holy Ghost has come. Right? Do them in Acts 1. That, you know, wait until he comes from the Father. And they went back and went to the upper room. Before then, they did not do nothing. They went back to wait. Meaning that they had not received from the Father, so they could not go back and start. Do you understand? Okay? So until Christ left in Acts 1, amen, until Christ left in Acts 1, and the Holy Ghost came in Acts 2, they could not start ministry. This shows us that. Meaning that before Christ left, they did not have the Spirit yet. You understand? You understand? Yes, Alright? Don't forget, he told them in Matthew 28 to the same thing, okay? Now, what he told them in John 20, compared to the way Matthew puts, and Matthew puts it, alright, is, um, can I go there? Okay, I'll, I'll continue there. Just hold on. John 20. John 20, 20. John 16, 7. Sorry, John 16, 7. John 16, 7. John 16, 7. Thank you. John 16, 7. John 16, 7. John 16, 7. Are we following? That unless I go, he will not come. So it couldn't have come in John 20. Why? Christ has not gone. You understand? So unless Christ goes, the Spirit would not come. So what happened that John 20 was not the coming of the Spirit? Do we get that? So even though it reads that way, Okay, when you, when, when, when you compare to other parts of scripture, okay, and, and, with, and the way the apostles interpreted it, it is not the way it is written, literally. Do you understand? Alright? So, what then happened there? It looks more like, you know, it's one of two things. Like, he did, he did a, for them, interpretation up to when it will come, or it was a promissory note a symbol of what would later happen. So, don't forget, in Genesis 2-7, God breathed into man, and man became a living soul. So, it seems as though Christ was, you know, promising with a symbol. That when the gospel comes upon you, it will animate you. The same way the breath of life that God puts into man made man a living soul. So also, when God's spirit comes into you, it will animate you spiritually. So it is it, written more accurately, like a symbol of what is to come, 
not the real deal itself. You understand? So it's why it, it was until Acts 2, okay, that the Holy Ghost came down and we then saw the difference in the ministry of the apostles. It was then, now Peter stood up and began to teach. That was the beginning of their ministry after Christ's ascension. Do you understand? Does that make sense to you? Make sense? Good? Now, number two. Now, did he tell them to go about forgiving sins? Check. Do you find anywhere where Peter or Paul told people, I forgive your sins? Is this in scripture? Is this in scripture? Answer. Is this in scripture? What do we see? They preach the gospel. People believe and then receive God's forgiveness. So, what is meant to them is this. If we preach to them and they believe their sins are forgiven. So, the rule of usage, that's the way the apostles interpreted that instruction. So, no man can forgive your sins. See, only the offended can grant pardon. So, I did not offend you. You cannot forgive that I didn't offend you. Only one offended can grant pardon. And pardon belongs to God. Because God is the one offended in this case. Do you understand? So, it was in time to go about forgiving sins. He told them to go and preach. When now compared to Mark, Mark 16, Mark 28, what, what, what told them there is to go and preach the gospel. So it's what John was saying also in his own words. It's the same thing. Go about and preach the gospel. If that one that believes is saved, one that does not believe is damned. But he was not telling them to go about and forgive anyone's sins. Do you understand? So it's why you cannot rush through Bible. I don't think my chapter. No, no, no. Relax. Okay? Do a proper study so you are not, you know, um, reading nonsense. Alright? Glory to God. So, going forward, the rule of influence. The rule of influence. This is just, you know, um, it is using an, a fact to make another fact. It's like saying... Influence, exactly. Influence, I-N-F-E-R-E-N. Thank you, Infra. Thank you. Okay? It's like saying, if A equals B, and B equals C, then A equals C. It just makes sense. Okay? So people might say, we don't see the Bible where Christ says rule of influence. No, we don't have to see those words, but we can see, we can see it being applied. Okay? Go to Matthew 22, 22 23. 22, 23, 33. Are we there? Matthew 22, 23, 33. Quickly, quickly, quickly. Are we learning? Make it sense? Yes, Alright, let's go. To his brother, let his wife to his brother, please relax. Okay, the same thing happened to the second and third brother, right down to the seventh. Issues. Finally, the woman died. 
Now, now then, at the resurrection, whose wife will she be of the seven, since all of them were married to her? Please pause first. Now you can see the issues. Of all this to care about in this life, of all these life issues, their only issue was who, who would this woman belong to? Number one, it shows their depravity, their shallowness. Number one, they don't resurrection. It's even a trap in the first place, because why? They don't resurrection. They believe that once you die, that's, that's the end of it. So this is, that once you die, that's the end. They don't resurrection. So, the question was now, you know, number one, a trap. Number two, my shallowness. The question was, who will, who will own this woman? Own him. Or get to heaven. Who will own this woman? That's what they're thinking about. Alright, so how did Christ answer them? Please go on. Jesus replied, You are in error because you do not know the scripture or the power of God. Look at that. You are in error. Clear. At the resurrection, he I mean, I, was, no, I want to say, Orienda Rusa, we get the point. You are in error. Okay, because. Please go on. At the resurrection, I'm nice. People, Amen. Go on. At the resurrection, people will neither marry nor be given in marriage. They will be like angels in heaven. See that? At the resurrection. So, that, that question itself is faulty. At the resurrection, you know, people will neither marry or give in marriage. They'll be like angels in heaven. So, marriage is, an, is for the earth. You will know him, but you cannot marry him. <laughs> will all be like angels in heaven. All married to Jesus. Glory to God. Amen. All married to Jesus. Alright? You see that? Please go on. Go on. We're not done yet. But about the resurrection of the dead, have you not read what God said to you? I am the God of Abraham, the God Ooh. of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. He, he is not the God of the dead, but of the living. You see that? 33. When the crowd said this, they were astonished at his teaching. So he was quoting Exodus 3 6. That God told Moses, I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. That in saying that, God has declared those three to be alive. That God is only the God of the living. What's he doing? He was saying, if A equals B, and B equals C, A equals C. So, inferring something from an established fact. That's number one. God is God of the living, not the dead. And he called himself God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. What is he saying to you? Now, automatically, those three are, they are alive. Meaning that there's a resurrection. They don't just die and go blank. That's his point there. So, A equals B. B equals C. A equals C. Alright? So, it's a lot also in scripture. Alright? So, Abraham must be alive. Meaning that the resurrection. Is that good? Yes, now, the rule of genre judgment. Genre, pop, you know, um, R&B, rap. Alright? The rule of soul. No shame, color, and talk any soul. You will soon marry, you will soon have the soul. All the soul you will soon The rule of genre judgment. wink. Amen. The rule of genre judgment. Where I face your front, just look at me. Alright? The rule of jury judgment. Okay. So, um, when you read the Bible, you know, you see, you see different juries, okay, in the Bible. 
we see some books of the Bible are historic. Okay? Some are prophetic. Some are poetic. Okay? So we see Solomon, Ecclesiastes, you know, they are, they are poetic books. We see, first of the Bible, okay? They are, they are you know, um, historic books. Alright? Then we have the prophets. Isaiah, Daniel, and so on. We also have the interesting We have the Gospels that are, you know, they are historic, sort of, they are historic books. They are documenting, you know, what exactly happened in the life and time of Jesus. Alright? And also the Acts also is historic. Alright? Then we have the Epistles, you know, Romans to Hebrews, you know. We have also, the, you know, the other Epistles like James to Jude. And Revelation is prophetic. This is the point. You can't read a prophetic book literally. You have to know what is saying there that is literal and what is not. For example, people run about and shout in heaven, only have one for people in heaven. It is the like I of people in heaven. Because it's in Revelations. People just read it literally and say eleven no people to heaven. Why? They are reading the Bible like like Bible illiterate. Why? They don't understand that there are genres in this thing. So, so, so when you read Daniel, Daniel 9, I think, Daniel 9 talks about 70 times 7 weeks. 70 times 7. Now, you can assume it to mean 490 weeks, and you'll be terribly wrong. Okay? The weeks is in there, is years. But if you don't know, and you just read it literally, you have issues. But Daniel understood that those he's writing to, they understand his use of terms. Do you understand? Because, you know, it's also in the Bible where they use weeks as years. So, in that sense, the writing to, they understood that the seven I wrote here is not weeks, it is years. So, understand the genre of the book you are reading. Don't forget, you are reading an ancient book. Don't read it with your own modern eyes. You have issues. Read it how those that you were written to understood it. Alright? So understand the jury. Now, what is literal? Take it as literal. Don't make it figurative. You have issues. So sometimes you try to escape difficult text with figurative. Even the one is cigarette is not cigarette <laughs> really well. Alright? So know what is cigarette and what is not. Because parables are cigarette. But you know, they, they show you a meaning. Okay? But you know, even at like that, you cannot escape the meaning by saying cigarette. So even though it might not it might not be a real life occurrence, but it's a meaning that is real for you to get out of it. Do you understand? Glory to God. So before you get something secretive, please sit down. Check where with an unbiased mind is this figurative. Okay? The creation, the fall, temptation. Don't just assume and say it's figurative. Read it well. Show your working. Don't, don't hide from difficult text with saying it is figurative. Okay? Don't hide from it. Okay? Be sincere. If, if you don't know, say, I don't know it yet. Because if you're not careful, in a bit to hide you know, um, difficult text, we can by ourselves destroy the Bible's inerrancy. Not because I, I told the Bible lied. Ogachi, Koyer is fine. You're not God. You're, you're not infallible. But don't make a rule that I'm not sure of. You understand? Yes, 
Be, where do your Bible interpret the Bible? Be careful with this thing. The Bible is in errors. Don't go and, you know, create errors on your own in the Bible. If you don't know, you don't know. It is fine. You are growing. Alright? Glory to God. So, know the genres you are reading and then, you know, look for the interpretation keys. This is why we have commentaries. We have the concordance to help to guide our study. Sometimes, the key of a particular text is somewhere else. So you find where another prophet referred to seven weeks as seven years. Oh, so Daniel is doing, and it makes sense. So Daniel predicted up to the, up to the exact time that the Christ would come and die with the seven times seven, you know, finality issue. But if you are looking at that as weeks, you have issues. You will not get what I'm talking about. Good? A very good. Alright? Glory to God. Now, the rule of unity. The rule of unity. Now, the Bible has a theme for each conversation. The Bible has, you know, a general ministry conversation. That if you read the entire book as a whole, you understand God's will for that scripture in totality. We say scripture interprets scripture. So, where there are other verses, other passages discussing a theme, it makes sense to understand it together so you can form a proper perspective on the whole. Not that you take one verse, because people do it a lot. They run with one verse and they make rules on one verse and they go into error because they abandon the verse that they don't agree with their bias. So now, now you don't like. So now, either avoid or bend it away. When they so bend, they so bend it. It's stupid now, you know. But they so bend it. Why? To avoid a meaning they don't want. Don't be that. That's intellectual fraud. Don't be that. Don't be that, okay? It doesn't agree with what you want, but the Bible is the Bible. You didn't write it. Take it as it is. Okay, so let scripture interpret scripture. Okay? Let the whole give meaning to a conversation. Alright? Don't take a verse in isolation and build doctrine on it. People do this, especially on the topic of internal security. They take parts that seem to say you can, people cannot fall back and run with it. They now excuse the one that says there can be apostasy. They leave those ones or argue it in a way that they're like, come on. Okay? But that, you, you can't be that. You can't take the Bible as a whole, as in the theme as a whole, in different parts of the epistles, then you can make best meaning of it. Are we following? Then the rule of depending on the Holy Spirit. Glory to God. John 16, 12 to 15. John 16, 12 to 15. Thank you, Lord. For when he, the Spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all the truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears, and he will tell you what is yet to come. He will glorify me because it is from me that you will receive what is made known to you. All that belongs to the Father is mine. That is why I said the Spirit will receive from me what he will make known to you. You see that? He will guide you into all truth. You said last week. 
He will not dump all truth on you. He will guide you. Meaning that there's a process of growth in sound doctrine. And guide means he will not force you. You have to be willing and to apply yourself. You have to be willing and then apply yourself. Some may ask, well, how come, you know, not all believers, not all pastors believe the same thing. See, we have to all be willing and to approach the Bible without our own bias. Come in without your bias. Let the Bible speak to you. Let God guide you. Where there is resistance or bias, it is hard to follow, you know, God's guidance, understand scripture. Understand? So come, come, come before God with desire to actually learn, not to prove a point or affirm a position. Then He will guide you. He will not dump on you. He will guide you into all truth. This is Corinthians 9 to 11. This is Corinthians 2, 9 to 11. 1 Corinthians 2, 9 to 11. Look at that. The oh. spirit. Yeah, go, go on, go on. For who knows the person's thoughts except their own spirit within them? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the spirit of God. See that? The scriptures are God inspired, they are Holy Spirit breathed. Meaning, you know, this, the Bible is the work of the Holy Spirit. So, He is the best person to help us understand what is written. He is the best person to help us understand what is written. So approach your Bible study with the consciousness that the Holy Spirit is the teacher, is the rabboni. Okay, so approach without knowing that the Holy Spirit guides you into all truth. This is important. Okay, now we'll pray every time. Ephesians one fifty twenty that you know that the eyes of understanding be enlightened. Because why? You know we need the help of the Spirit of God to accurately understand. What is written now? The Holy Ghost is the spirit of truth. He does. No matter what we it says he will take of Christ and reveal to us. Meaning that he will not go against what has been written. Guys, follow me. Don't come and say I had a dream, or the Holy Ghost said to me, and it's now not in the class what has been written already. You need the Holy Spirit. Don't forget that Paul said in Galatians 1. And even if an angel appears to you and gives you another gospel, says, let them be a cost. Meaning that you cannot get beyond what has been written. It's only explaining to you what has been written and you must agree with what has been written. If you does not agree, you're not yet the Holy Spirit. This is, this is the subject, okay? You cannot grow out of scripture. He only teach you within the context of what is written. Amen. Many people have said to me that God said to me. God, God did not say to you. No. If he said to you, it will agree with what has been written. God does not utter confusion. 
Alright? When God says it must also be logical. It must make sense. It must make sense. Don't man tell us, don't give us fabu saying the least three said. No, it's not said to you. Okay? It must make sense. It must be logical. This is my important because we always hear these things. Some of them say, I had a dream. You know, God said this and to if you don't Nigeria in your wife and entire country. God did not say it to you. He did, not, he did not say it to you. Okay, so I have to be careful. So always check back with scripture. See, even if even if it is you, whatever you hear, go back and check with scripture. Is this like principle the Bible said? And I always say this, like the will say, even when it's not just Christ, Jesus Christ comes to him in his room, he will always ask Jesus, Show me his scripture. And Jesus too, you are blind and showing in scripture. He has for two, he gave him five examples. Why? Because we are people of the book. Even Christ himself in his day will teach from, will, will teach from the book, affirm what has been written in the book. Did you understand? Yeah. Okay, so if the Holy Spirit, it must agree with what is in the book. The Holy Spirit makes us wise of what is written. Make us wise up to what is written, not beyond what is written. So, see, emphasis. People like you that you, you hear, you hear, you see, if you're prophetic, this must enter into your brain, enter your score, enter. The Holy Spirit does not make you wise beyond what is written in the scripture. Before you start hearing things and say you're in the Holy Spirit. Okay? See, Peter, in the same chapter, that he, he heard God talk about revelation. Next thing, he talked about the devil. Peter, the same chapter. So, they are still, doesn't mean always seeing God. Check the scripture, what I saw now. So, make sense. Does he agree with the word? Does it make sense? Don't, otherwise, you can go mad on it. People go mad on what they see. Amen. Okay? So, he will not communicate to you new truths, but he will show you from truths already in scripture. Do you understand? Yes, sir. Someone said, and this, this is so key. There's a popular, popular, popular um, church, church, church guy abroad that says that God showed him if I start of the Bible that is in heaven alone, start of the Bible that's only in heaven, that's only chapter of the Bible that is not in the Bible, but is in heaven that God showed him. That's awesome. See, when you start saying things, you are not, you are not a man of the book. Only Do you understand? You are not a man of the world. What you see can, can drive you crazy. You can go mad with your revelation if you are not a person of the book. So are you saying that when John wrote it, that one chapter he kept in heaven? I don't understand that. If you're going to what are you talking about? Okay? So it must be, whatever you hear, check with scripture. Okay? When it comes to doctrine, we have essentials. In essentials, there must be unity. Okay? Unity means we must all agree on the essentials. On, on, then, then we have non essentials. And that, in those ones, you know, liberty. You believe you should wear skirt. You should not wear skirt. Doesn't, doesn't save us. Cover it, don't cover it. Doesn't save us. Doesn't, doesn't add, add to our list. Those are non essentials. Fast or no fast, non essentials. Alright? But in all things, charity. In essentials, unity. Non essentials, liberty. In all things, Charity. Alright? Now, we are not saying that because you, because, you know, we said you can know by yourself, that it now means the, the teacher. 
that you know you don't need, don't need someone that says I don't need church, I don't need a pastor. They are all frauds, clinical, clinical. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Christ Himself gave the apostles, the pastor, the teachers. Why? Because we need it. Okay, it's not a joke. How He Himself gave, and He calls you know the fivefold gives the body to mature and train. Meaning that the body cannot be fully trained without the ministry of the fivefold. You cannot do it on your. You can't do it on your. You cannot. Because even, even to, see, it takes a good pastor to help his members to know how to divide by themselves. So even, even, even that knowing yourself, go, you have a good pastor, you read something like, you read something and just take me try because you don't understand it. So, like saying, every home doesn't be father, doesn't be parent. You know, just get the children, just train them on the road. It doesn't work that way, alright? <laughs> okay, so every family needs a head of home, a husband, a wife, wife. For training, for, for, for formation. So also, we always need the five folds. What, they, what we do is to help the body to be able to feed by themselves, you know, from, the, from, from what we, they are fed. Do you understand? Do you understand? Yeah. So we don't grow beyond needing church. See, even pastors are pastors. Even pastors are what? We are pastors. Why? So that we not go mad. You get to a point where you feel you are unknowing, you are about to get mad. You get to a point where you don't, you don't need anybody. You are now the, you know, you are the big person. You are about to enter into error. You always need that eye. Spirit can tell you, oh God, this thing you are saying. We need those checks. Okay, so even pastors are pastors. So you cannot be a fatherless believer. You can't also be one that feeds everywhere. You know, you go out in the morning. Just imagine you, you live in the family. You leave home in the morning, you know, you eat at home. Next place, I'm going to put in, in Oshodi. And that one in, in Moshe. You know, you buy body by the roadside. You know, uh, someone is hawking dodo. You buy dodo. Another person is hawking egg. You buy egg inside boss. You know what are you doing? Your stomach will prepare you. You know? It's not, it's, it's, so it's the way some of us behave. You hear someone on Sunday. I see Sunday someone. You too for another pastor, another online church. And the that one, because you want to grow, because you, you don't know how to grow. So you go everywhere, eating everything. Ah, someone on Twitter, you go there again, you eat that one. And like, hey, Rema, what? Next to Facebook again, they are in different groups. Your stomach is beginning to turn. Oh, consider me. Alright, this, this is not important. Again, we live in days of loud opinions that are not true. Yeah. So, have your pastor, then study by yourself. But don't go about everywhere fetching. You know, you get your you get, get your office. You make you make eating rice. Fumi jana, fumi jana, fumi jana. You know, now, you know? <laughs> Amen. Amen. Discipline, discipline. All right. Are we good? Yes, sir. I think we are done actually. Yes, <laughs> Can we just rise? Yes, you may have surprised. I'm just giving thanks. Let us give him thanks. Lord, we give you praise. We thank you for your word. Oh, thank you, Lord, for your word. Are we thanking him? Thank you for your word. Thank you for your word. Thank you for giving us your word. Thank you for giving us your word. 
thank you for giving us your word. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Kadiashtos of Ferrela de Gideos. Records who's at Agia Tegedele de Redele de Bogonos. Prada Dato Zuta Kadia Suta Sena Ferrela de Os. Now begin to pray for understanding. Pray for understanding that you apply yourself to understand and to grow. That you apply yourself to understand and to grow in the name of Jesus. That you understand and apply yourself to growth. Are you praying? That Lord we understand. We apply ourselves to growth in the name of Jesus. We apply ourselves to growth. 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 In the name of Jesus, we apply ourselves to growth. We apply ourselves to growth. We apply ourselves to growth. In the name of Jesus, God does. We have the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Knowledge of Him. The eyes of our understanding is enlightened. The eyes of your understanding is enlightened. You have a desire for the truth of the word. You have a desire for the truth of the word. You hunger for truth. You hunger for truth. You hunger for truth. You hunger for truth. In the name of Jesus. You hunger for what is true. Let prayers are God. Peter says, as newborn babes, desire coming of the world that you may grow thereby. We pray that we are desirous of the sincere milk of the word. And we grow. We are desirous. We desire earnestly to tell me of the word and we grow thereby. We hunger for truth. 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 In the name of Jesus, we are hungry for growth. Are you praying? We are hungry for growth. 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 In the name of Jesus. We are hungry for growth. In the name of Jesus. We are hungry for growth. God has broken us here. Let prayer get it. I am hungry for growth. I am hungry to know you better. To see you clearer. In the name of Jesus. We can break here to do. And we pray. La pro gosus here. Reconsulta galidiosa. I commit myself to growth. 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 In the name of Josika Priya Gadaya, I commit myself to growth. 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 I grow to maturity. I grow to maturity. I want to talk to and fro like infants. I, I, I grow to maturity. I grow to maturity. I then begin also to serve to get 
to get other people matured also. Prade Gesus here. Priya the Gasus. Rata Tuza Pala de Lekos. Pregasia Tagasis. Prago Tozo Polia Pregadiza. I will pray. Lakuzia Tagas the Geresis. Priya the Gasus and the Pragadosis. I commit myself to growth. 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 In the name of Jesus, I commit myself to growth. 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 In the name of Jesus, I commit myself to growth. I commit myself to growth. In the name of Jesus, I commit myself to growth. In the name of Jesus, Lika Brad Yesuda, Prega Tosa Kalidi Bidiosa, Prada Gasuta Garashus, Mecca Tosa Kalidalagodos, are we praying? Prado Koto Gosi Kaliasus, Mata Gali Atagasuvia, Holy Ghost teach me, Priya Gasutaya, Matia Tagasoto, Afro Gosuta Gadas, Lepra Gala Yosa, Prada Gasuta Gidiosa, Recostuso Pere de la Diosa, Priya Gasuta Gadasus, Lepro Gosutarios. Pregelia Suta, Recotosa Pradegalas, Matica Suta Gastoso Pregadiza, Epreatia, Tiziana Cadi, Eprodogosi Catia, Epregale de Ganos, Prata Gatu Calios, Pregatusa Paradios, Pradata Gatigas, Rastia Talica Pregadiza, Recotusa Talicades, Recosupra Dagade, Recotusa Pradigirios, Avi Prada Pregadizia, Ratusata Gasti Galia. Prakotozo Prokos, Retikatia Tagasis, Prakatuza Kadia Tegadev, Matagatia Tagadia, Lepragusia Tagadesia. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I'm just going to point this out, okay? Now, when you read your Bible, right? In the rule of unity, there are other verses that explain a verse usually. Like when you read your, your constitution, now there are other in quote amendments that, that have to understand, you know, another part of the constitution. So you read the whole thing in all to understand the entire will of the, of the constitution on that matter. So when you have in Exodus, but this issue is also, also, also in Deuteronomy. Read that, read that so you can understand, you know, what it means together. Do you understand? So don't. Again, it's the point. Don't run on one part of scripture on the conversation. It will get you into issues, okay? Have we learned this morning? Hey, hope you were blessed by the sermon. Feel free to visit our website www.thisgreenchurch.org for more info. God bless you.